0: afternoon, you're listening to Food for Thought on Siren 107.3 FM. I'm Charlotte Reid and this is Siren's Food Show. Each week I take a look at the cafes and restaurants in and around Lincoln and find out about other foodie things happening in the county too. On this week's show, Sweet Heat Chili, who make chilli jams and sauces, are a relatively young business. Claire Jones, who owns the Lincolnshire Company, tells me that she's happy at the success that they've had over the last few months.
1: Our first event was the Horncastle Farmer's Market, which was on the 27th of April. So that was our first official trading day. So really and truly, it's what, May, June, July, August, September. So only five months, really, five full months that we've been doing it.
0: And there'll be more from her later in the show. And Food for Thought regular Samantha Badu recently challenged herself to make her meals only using what was left in her cupboards, fridge and freezer for 10 days without doing any top-up shops. She's now finished her challenge and tells me what she's learned.
2: I want people to really think and plan ahead, not just for that one meal that they're cooking, but think about the stuff that you want to eat over the month and then buy according to what you're planning on
0: eating.
1: This is Siren FM.
0: Sweet Heat Chili make chili jams and sauces in a variety of flavours. Claire Jones owns the company and her husband, Darren, created the flavours. And Claire started by explaining how the company began.
1: About 20 years ago, my husband, Darren, lived in Mexico uh, for about two years and then he became obsessed with chili and started to love it because they have it for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And then when he came back, he obviously over the years had bought chilli sauces from the shops and then last year or the beginning of this year he decided to make his own and uh, he took it to work and he made it a little bit too hot and was crying because it was too hot and one of his friends said to me are you okay and he said yeah I'm fine he said I've just made my chilli sauce too hot so he said oh you make chilli sauces do you and he said well only for myself and uh, it started like that and he said oh make me one and Everyone else then wanted one, and that was it, really.
0: So it's one of those those sort of lovely times where a tiny little hobby can become a business.
1: Uh, definitely, <laughs> <laughs> and it's gone to a very busy business. Actually, we're very lucky, very blessed. It's been um, extremely busy and very successful, and repeat customer is amazing. And the feedback we've had from customers is just amazing. So yeah, we're very pleased with it at the minute.
0: And so it was particularly your husband who who was interested in chilies. Was it something that he kind of had to convince you to the the taste and everything as well?
1: Um, I don't mind chilli. I like chilli myself. I like mild chilli. I'm not such a great lover of the hot. But um, everyone who likes chilli, you know, varies from their tastes. So, yeah, I love all the jams and I love all the mild sauces.
0: And I was reading something... um that you said earlier in the year that you particularly sort of want to avoid the, the novelty factor that can sometimes come with chilies of, you know, the, the challenge things of it's really hot and to show people, like you were saying, the things that you like of all the different kind of chilies and, then, and the all different kinds of jams and stuff that come in milder flavours.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of our competitors use chilli extract or chilli essence to get their heats really high. So all you have is just heat and no flavour. Whereas we just use pure chilies, uh, we use everything from the chilli and you can only obviously go up to the maximum Scoville rating of that chilli. But you'll get full flavour first of any of our sauces and jams and then you will get the chilli kick at the end of it.
0: And so what's the, the process of kind of getting the chilli and making it into the jams then?
1: Gosh, that's quite a long winded process. To make a jam, it takes us about three hours. We only cook in batches of 20, and that's for the sauces as well, to keep some consistency. It just boils up like a jam. We use all fresh produce. We'll be using Keys of Lincolnshire for our fresh produce. And next year, we've got a farmer in Stickney in Boston who is going to be doing, growing all the chilies that we need. So it will all be Lincolnshire produce that we use.
0: And is that something that's, that's particularly important to you?
1: Oh, definitely. We want to keep it as you know local to Lincolnshire as we can. We use a glass supplier from Grimsby. Our labels are produced from a printer up in Spielsby. Um, and all our produce, like I say, will be grown in Lincolnshire. Obviously, some of it's seasonal, so we won't be able to get it all year round. But majority of the year, we'll be able to get it from Lincolnshire Grown.
0: And it's sort of quite a, It's not the first thing you'd think of for Lincolnshire, really, is it?
1: No, not chillies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I think chillies are so fashionable at the minute. And the chap in Stickney has got a, two huge heated greenhouses. So obviously you can grow them all year round, which is fantastic.
0: And how do you sort of come up with all your different varieties of, of jams and sauces that you, you're going to make with your chillies?
1: Um, Well, that you would have to pass over to Darren, I'm afraid, because he's the one who's got it all up in his head. He just uh, tweaks recipes here and there that he's already made stuff with and just concocts all sorts, and he does lots of trials. Um, He does an experimental kitchen at least once a month where he tries out new things. We then have um, a few of our customers and friends that are taste testers, and we make it and we give them... Give it all to them to taste and then they have to fill out the forms of consistency, um, flavour, heat-wise and everything. And then if it comes back that it they're all really pleased with it, then we'll put it in our range.
0: So you have quite a, a rigorous testing process then?
1: Yeah, we think we do. I mean, obviously, the only way to find out if it's any good is by asking people's honest opinions. So we give it to people and uh, just get them to tell us what they honestly think of it.
0: And you have some sort of very different flavours and things that you like using the chilli with, of like your your chilli beer mustard and also Mm -hmm. um, chocolate chilli fudge brownies.
1: Yeah, I mean my chocolate chilli fudge brownies go down an absolute storm, but unfortunately at the minute because it's so busy, I haven't been able to make the brownies for quite some time, because also in the summer when we made them, Um, they go quite soft in the sun when we're trying to sell them so I stopped making them but now because we are so busy I just don't get the chance to make them but I mean they were very popular I'm hoping to come autumn I know that's autumn now but I'm hoping that come autumn we'll be able to do it and get it all done and make some more.
0: (laughs) That's just a sort of unfortunate uh, side thing of, of your business going well then?
1: Yeah, definitely, really well. We've now got, I think, eight or nine stockists. Um, we do all the farmers' markets, Grimsby, Louth, Horncastle, Sleaford, Market Raising we've just started, um, several markets that we do. We do plenty of shows. We do Boston Farmers Market as well, Lincoln. Um, we're doing lots of Christmas shows. We're going to be doing the Lincolnshire Christmas show, Lincoln Christmas show, sorry. Um, in the assembly rooms this year so that's a four-day event but also in those four days we've got another three markets so we're sort of dividing and conquering at the minute hopefully for come December week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I was looking at your uh, your Twitter and your, your Facebook earlier of it does just, just look like um, you're travelling everywhere in Lincolnshire that you, you, you possibly can to
1: We can, yeah, and hopefully next year uh, we're going to concentrate on chilli festivals as well around the country, not just Lincolnshire.
0: That's Claire Jones from Sweet Heat Chilli talking to me earlier this week, and there'll be more from her later in the show. Food waste and not using up leftover meals is a problem we've discussed on Food for Thought before. But instead of just talking about it, our very own Samantha Perdue has tried to do something about it. Samantha challenged herself to cook all her meals using only what was left in her cupboards, fridge and freezer for 10 days. She's completed her challenge and joins me in the studio to tell me more. So how did the challenge go? The challenge went really, really well.
2: And from it, I learned so much about food and what you can do with it. I mentioned before I got all these tins of baked beans. I managed to create some amazing meals out of a tin of baked beans. Um so that was that was the really good thing. I didn't go hungry at any point, and I think I could have continued the challenge probably for another few days afterwards, but I had run out of you know, just stuff like oh, fresh fruit things, yeah, and veg. And so I, but it meant when I did my shopping, didn't buy as much. It looked really sad when it all came out of the car.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, one of your kind of uh, outcomes you wanted from this was to see if your food shop would actually be a bit cheaper. Did that happen?
2: No. Oh. <laughs> Simply because um, things like fresh food and veg. If you buy it from a supermarket, I don't think it's always better, you know, best value for money. So, um, it was cheaper, it was about 25 pounds cheaper, which I think that's really good anyway. That's I do my shop on a monthly basis, so 25 pounds, I think that was pretty good. There, had I done what I normally do, and that's go to the market, but I couldn't just because I it was convenience this month. I'm going to go with convenience, but it's not that f- the fact that I couldn't be bothered. I just didn't have the time last week when I needed all those bits and pieces, so I just thought I'd get it all in one go. Um, but when I go to the market, it is much, much cheaper, so I probably would have saved even more money. But I didn't um, buy as much, I suppose, tinned or stuff that doesn't go off, um, you know, not... What's the word I'm looking for, Charlotte? It's not perishable, is it? It's, it's all store cupboard stuff. Store things. cupboard stuff. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so I didn't buy as much of that. Why? Because I looked in my cupboards and I also gave myself a talking to. I had two um, cartons of um, chopped tomatoes in my cupboard. And by default, every single month, I buy four. But I had two left. And then I really thought to myself, what are you going to do with six of these over the next month or over the next three to four weeks? Well, you're probably only going to use one a week, so you only need four. So I didn't need six. So things like that, I really, really saw. And what I've done and what I've actually, one of the things I learned from the challenge was to plan ahead more. And I know it can be time consuming, um, and if you leave a really really busy life it's not possible to plan all your meals for the next month but what I did do was plan over a couple of weeks and not saying I'm going to have this on this day this on that day I just kind of thought of the meals I'd like to eat over two to three weeks and then shopped accordingly for what I needed and that's one of the biggest things that I learn and It's almost, I could say it's my key message, that I want people to really think and plan ahead, not just for that one meal that they're cooking, but think about the stuff that you want to eat over the month and then buy according to what you're planning on eating.
0: And another outcome that you wanted to come from this food challenge was you wanted to cook a bit more ambitiously and kind of get out of a, a rut of doing the five or so meals that you you like mm. doing what kind of things did you come up with then?
2: wow i did say with the tin of baked beans i became very creative <laughs> um i was watching um tom kerridge's new program that's on telly at the moment and he made a bean stew now he used like nice butter beans or something but I didn't have butter beans I had chorizo though and I had an onion which he had um within his thing and I was think this kind of thing and I was like I wonder if it worked with baked beans he's added like a tin of tomatoes baked beans have already got the tomato sauce on it let's give it a go so into a pan onions I had um about a third of a courgette less so I just chopped that up so half an onion a third of a courgette sauteed all that off with some um, pepper and salt and some herbs in went the tin of baked beans some water just to dilute the because it's quite sugary i think the sauce that comes in a baked bean tin unless you buy the low sugar one um and a little bit of tomato paste and um chorizo that i cubed up and oh my goodness it revolutionized a tin of baked beans <laughs> um i'm not the biggest bean fan i don't mind them but I wouldn't choose to eat them. This is why Which it baffles me. yeah. It, it, why did you have I six tins don't know. when you don't
0: want them?
2: <laughs> I, just, I generally have no idea. This is it. you You just don't think. When you go into a shop sometimes, if you've not made a shopping list, you just go on autopilot, don't you? Maybe they were on offer and I thought that was a really great deal and I'll just buy however many I needed at that time. And then a year later, I've still got... <laughs> all these tins of baked beans so you know plan your shopping list but the the um the the bean chorizo stew I made was awesome it was so nice and the paprika spices um blended with the tomato sauce really well and it kind of just gave it a bit of a fiery heat um which I didn't think it was I generally didn't know how it would taste and I think that's the thing that we're not really brave to do anymore with food is that we're a bit safe. Mm. We do have our five, six recipes that we love to cook. And that's really boring. That's what I think now. So let's have fun. Let's experiment with food. If we love food, like a lot of people say, "I'm I'm a big foodie. Well, are you if you just cook the same stuff? Have a go. If it goes wrong, it goes wrong. But if it goes right... You think that's excellent. I can now add that to my repertoire of recipes and cook it again. And
0: I, do you know, I generally would cook that again. And I, I think that also kind of goes to show that something that goes well with, with leftovers is. If you have a recipe and you realise, oh, it has a specific type of bean or something in it, or you're put off by it because it has something in it that you don't like, that doesn't mean you have to go, well, I can't use that recipe. You can slightly adapt it to what you have and what you like. Absolutely. And I think that's what we are so scared of is
2: that we we have probably lots of people have loads and loads of cookbooks and they go through them and go, well, that's quite an expensive ingredient. You can't really find that in the shop. Why don't you find something similar Maybe in texture or shape or something that's kind of from that same family that would do the same job, but I mean that in that recipe that I saw from Tom was um, it was butter beans, and butter beans to me have got quite the same texture as baked beans, so it was almost the same thing. I just didn't add the tin of tomatoes. And the other thing that I did with the tin of baked beans is that sometimes I find you don't use a whole tin of baked beans if if you live on your own um, or maybe you're cooking for a family but you've got younger kids. You won't tend to use a whole tin of baked beans. You've just got a bit left. I had um, I make um, I love making sausage balls and, and and stuff like that. So I take the the sausage meat out of good quality gluten-free sausages, because that's that's what I, I am, gluten-free. Um, and I thought, Do you know what, to bulk out these sausage balls and make the meal go a bit further, why don't I drain the tomato sauce off the baked beans, mush them in a bit, and add them into the sausage meat? And it did, it bulked them out. So instead of like a meal for one, it made a meal for two because I bulked out the sausage meat. And I just thought it went really, really well. And I didn't really know... That There was mushed up baked beans inside it, but it used them up. And the sauce,
0: I kept, to, to make a tomato sauce with. At the end of the challenge, what bit did you find was the hardest bit during this?
2: The hardest bit was when you did need the odd thing um, to, to go with a recipe or just because you just need that little odd thing like I ran out of eggs um and that was like torture for me because I didn't want to buy anything that was, wasn't the point of the challenge was to top up anything I'd run out it really was to make the most and have a look around my kitchen so I ran out of eggs um and that was quite torturous because for me they are a real staple ingredients in my diet and in my kitchen and in the end I just thought, do you know what, you're just going to have to just cope. And and I know that sounds really odd, um, but I had to think of other ways. Maybe an egg was used as a binding ingredient or in a cake. So it just meant I couldn't make the cake that I wanted to make and I had to make something else. But it just gave me an opportunity to really think. And I really... I think... The thing that I did struggle with was the time sometimes to plan. But then I had to sit down and I really had to say, look, it really only takes, what, three, four minutes to sit and think about what you've got and what you can do with it. So that was the disciplined part of it. But I really enjoyed it, actually. And I I think I've created some nice meals out of it. It's a shame nobody got to try these but me. I mean, some people looked at my lunches some days and their face was a bit, ooh, what's that? (laughs) So obviously explaining the challenge to them. They're like, oh, well, that's different. And people did turn their nose up when I said I was going to make a baked bean tomato sauce. Um, But it it worked. And I think that's the best thing is that I think we just sometimes need to go back to basics. Um, We have to remember that back... Seventy years ago, in in the Second World War, especially when rationing really came into force, they had to think about other ways to bind like cakes, biscuits, and and things like that, and and ingredients that we really take for granted today. They didn't have, so it was kind of that mentality that I had to think, well, if you haven't got an egg, what have you got? Well, you've got some yoghurt. Yoghurt can also be used as a great binding ingredient um, in cakes.
0: And that leads quite nicely on to, would you do this challenge again?
2: Yes, because, do you know what? I'm going to, at the end of every month, if I don't need to go shopping, I'm not going to. I'm going to give it another week. Because by default in my head my shopping should arrive on the 26th of every month because that is because I get paid on the 25th so I can buy my shopping I can I can do it then and then I've got four weeks worth of shopping but I'm not I'm going to say to myself now you don't need to go shopping on the 26th of the month if you don't have to go till the third or the fourth of the following month then don't you know use things up and i'm hoping that i can save some money from it and from that money i you know why don't you treat yourself and nice new shoes or a pretty dress or a new cookbook perhaps <laughs> something like that so and I, I really hope that over the year i will see a massive difference in my shopping bill
1: FM.
0: This
2: is Siren FM.
0: This week's featured local food interview is Sweet Heat Chili, who make chili jams and sauces. Claire Jones owns the business along with her husband, who comes up with all the different flavours. As well as travelling to lots of different markets around the county, they plan to be at the Lincoln Christmas Food and Gift Fair offering something slightly different for the festive period.
1: We've only got gift bags. We won't be bringing out any new range before Christmas, I don't think. We might possibly bring out our barbecue one that we've got here under wraps at the minute, which we were going to bring out early next year. But we might possibly start producing that before Christmas. But we just have um, gift packs that we do where you can pick and mix what you want to put in it. And they're just very nice Hessian bags with ribbons and our business card on them.
0: And it's something a little bit different for for Christmas as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because people kept asking me if I was going to be doing any gift packs for Christmas, so that's why we decided to start doing those.
0: And you are sort of, although you've kind of had the uh, the passion and the ideas in making chili jams for for quite a while as a business. You're you're still relatively quite young.
1: Yeah, our first biz, our first event was the. Horncastle Christmas at uh, Horncastle Farmers Market, which was on the twenty seventh of April. So that was our first official trading day. So really and truly it's what, May, June, July, August, September. So only five months really. Five full months that we've been doing it.
0: That that is quite a sort of um, a ramp up, I think then, isn't it?
1: Oh, definitely. We've been so amazed by how much people love it and you know, it's just going from strength to strength all the time, and we're ordering more and more stock all the time just to keep up with demand, really.
0: And why do you think you sort of become so popular in such a short amount of time?
1: Obviously, because the product's good, <laughs> I have to say, but also because we don't use any additives, preservatives, colourings, it's all natural ingredients, it's suitable for uh, gluten free people, um, vegetarians. Um, and I think it's just because it tastes nice and people keep coming back for more, so <laughs> I can't say any better than that, really. <laughs> um,
0: and I, I mentioned earlier that I sort of spotted you on, on Twitter and Facebook, mm-hmm. and is that something that you sort of quite like to using alongside going round to all the markets as well?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we didn't know how to use Twitter until a couple of months ago, and people and other businesses that we do the markets with were saying to us, You should use Twitter, you know, it's very good for your business. So we had to ask our sixteen year old daughter how to use Twitter. Um, so that's up and running and we've had quite a lot of, you know, feedback from that. And also Facebook, we get people who obviously like our products, we give them a card and if they like uh, the page on Facebook, then, you know, they we keep them up to date as to where we're going to be and what we're up to and Everything like that, and we've had so many messages through Facebook about how much people love it and you know want some more. So it's all very positive at the minute. I don't know what else to say, it's just been an absolute whirlwind, really. And we're all so very proud of what we've achieved.
0: And um, I know you're sort of only just starting out, and uh, as we can tell, you're, you're very busy at the moment. But what are your sort of future plans for Sweet Heat Chilli?
1: Or to conquer the world, no. Um, I don't know, really. We're just going along and seeing where we can go with it. I mean, but we're hoping to get into the Lincolnshire Co-op. Possibly in a couple of years' time, maybe Waitrose. I don't know. I really don't know. We're just going to go and see what we can do with it, really. Just go along with the roller coaster that we're on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else you'd like to mention?
1: just that my husband who is the brains behind all of this he's just worked full-time still Um, he's just amazing and just thanks to all our family uh, my mum especially who helps out ever such a lot doing all our labelling and helps me out at markets and just the family for being so supportive of all of us.
0: So it's sort of a proper family operation then?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, my mum gets paid in chilli sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Which she loves. (laughs) That that is handy. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. So, yeah, I mean, I gave up my job in June to concentrate on this full time. And uh, so, yeah, we're just going with it and it's been amazing and I'm loving it.
2: 107.3
1: FM. This is Siren FM. And that's all for
0: this week's Food With thought. Thank you to Claire from Sweet Heat Chili and also to Sam for talking about what she's learnt from her leftover food challenge. If you'd like to listen to any of this show again, then just visit the Siren website, which is sirenonline.co.uk and click on Food for Thought. And there you can find all the podcasts from the previous week's show. If you have any restaurant recommendations or just want to get in touch, then head over to sirenonline.co.uk, just like I mentioned before. And there you can find out how to get in touch with me via email or you can tweet the station using at sirenfm. Before I go, just a quick mention for the East Midlands Vegan Festival, which is happening this Saturday the 12th at the Drill Hall from 10 till 4. There'll be a huge variety of stalls, from award-winning cupcakes from London, to designer vegan shoes, raw chocolate and doggy treats. And I'll be popping along to report on it, and there'll be more on next week's show about it, but that's a little event for you at the weekend if you fancy going.